Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. NPR. This is the new NPR National Public Radio wow. broadcast. Wow. Um, on this segment of NPR, can we get sued for that? No, we can't. We can't. We can't. We can't. So. Impossible. What are, what are you gonna do? It's National Public Radio. Yeah, it's. I don't think they. Can. I'm. I'm the public. It's true. This is uh, internet radio. This is the very far removed segment for the NPR Games Podcast. NPR, yeah, which stands for not public radio. Wow, that's private. Wouldn't couldn't it just be like new private radio? Like, why does it have to? Could be new. You know what? Yeah, you know what? New private radio. So if you're listening to this, welcome. You are amongst the select few. To participate and bless your ears with some good content. Wow. But don't tell anybody else about it. Wow. Keep it secret. Oh, wait. Then we can't expand. We don't, no, no, we no, don't no, want no, anyone bad. to we know. Can't. We want three people to listen to this forever. I mean, that, that was the initial. Wasn't that the initial plan anyway? I don't know. Kind of. <laughs> Just to. <laughs> every single time uh, somebody would tell me, oh, you know, you, I heard you did a podcast with Rich. I'd be like, I don't know who told I don't, you I don't that. know who's, who's. I don't know who. I don't know who who's saying that this is. To you? I'm gonna. I don't know who is telling you that. Just stop. Before we even get into anything, I'm going to bring up a, a quick topic for discussion because our our yeah. friend Vinny was texting me last night and he specifically requested I bring this up on the show because I guess okay. he's bored. We we had this conversation <laughs> where he texted me out of the blue. He goes, "Hey man, I was just reading about Pikmin on the internet, you know, as a man does." And he goes, and they referred to it as an RTS, and I never thought of it that way. Is Pikmin an RTS? And I'm like. I guess, yeah. I guess this is just like a... I'm going to use this as a viewer question. Mm-hmm. Or a listener question, I should say. Is Pikmin a real-time strategy game? I guess it tech Like, it's not a complicated it one, is. but it is, right? I mean, sometimes... I got to admit, when I used to play Pikmin, I thought it was very complicated back in the day. But I'm saying, like, compa- I wasn't compared too, to, like... I wasn't too sharp. A massive-scale RTS, like... It, no. It's... There's there's not enough going on. You you order simultaneously. You, you give orders to units, but like I think it is a real time. It's a very bare bones, but like at its core, I guess that's technically what it is. Technically, it fits the genre. It, like how you have your RPG umbrella, where yeah. a lot of things are RPGs, if not everything yeah. that's made up. So you could say it is real time strategy. I mean, it is happening in real time. There's just. I mean, not 50 million things happening at once that NBA, require your constant uh, attention. NBA 2K is a role-playing game. The role I'm playing is Kobe. The role I am playing is LeBron James. And um, the Golden State Warriors, the Chicago Bulls. I could be anybody. And that's what a role-playing game is all about. If you flip... Now, with Pikmin, their strategy, I think. And yeah, I think there's a lot of opportunity... To kind of consider your actions, min-max yourself, make sure you got the right Pikmin. So, you know what? Barely passes the bar, but it's there. It's technically correct, which is the best It's kind technically of correct. I think we're all so conditioned to believe that the RTS was always Warcraft or Age of Empires or uh, Starcraft, but a top-down kind of deal, but... Uh, I, I, technically, Pikmin's also a little top-downy, if not a little skewed. Yeah. 
You know, it also has a different camera angle to it. It's not first person. It's not third person. It's you, you top can down. You can bring that camera down pretty low, but like you can you can go low. You can go bird's eye view with that. But the default is, you know, top down in a way. Um, so you know what? You know what, Vinny? I'll give you this. Shut up and never ask us a question like this ever again. Piece of shit. But your answer yeah. is yes. Yeah, a... Pikmin is an RTS. Wow. We are breaking ground. You have heard it here first. You can tell Miyamoto. This came from the top. Tell him to change I the heard, genre branding uh, on the store. I heard Miyamoto got fired because he downloaded a Pokemon Yellow Rum. Did he? No. He should have known better. He got sued and fired. Should have known you know better Chicago Bulls than logo? to copyright his own If you, fl- if you game. flip it upside down, it looks like a robot dominating a crab. Why, why do I even? Why do I do this? Why do I come back Let's week see. after week and do this shit? All right, let me see. Yeah, t- take a look at this. We don't have a real topic today, so we got time to. No, well, hold on, because I'm gonna take this logo. I'm actually spending time here. Let's go to a nice little f- photo editor. If you all haven't heard of Photopea, you should use it. It's free. It's made by one guy, I think. It's like a. Photoshop-esque in-browser image editor. So I'm going to go ahead and paste the bowl. Yeah. Okay, there it is. And even better, I'm going to rotate this vertically. This is this is good content. Wait, now, wait, what did you say it, it looks, was it again? It looks like a robot dominating a crab. It, ooh, actually. Where'd you find this? Where'd you I hear about this? I don't remember. This? It was floating on the internet somewhere. Because it does. It looks like it's grabbing. It looks like it's, uh, a robot it's grabbing it. A crab from behind. Yeah, it looks like it. Honestly, it does look like it's taking it from behind. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. The the bull's brow, honestly, looks like a pair of cheeks. Yeah, that that robot's clapping. I really wish you cheeks. didn't show me this. I really wish you didn't even tell me well, about this. I couldn't this unsee it. This is going to live in my head now. Any every time. I'm going to pull this Rent out one free, day baby. in a very shoddy attempt of making conversation well, with people. Gonna, and I'm going to think that this is interesting at a party one here's day. Here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen, Eric. Is six to eight months are going to go by. The world's going to be slightly normal. We're going to go out to, to a bar. And you're going to bring it up to me. And I'm going to go, Eric, I'm the one who told you about this. I, I have been known to do that before, so, you know, it would not be the first time where I ever spit facts as interesting little tidbits, and the person that I was telling it to <laughs> literally looks at me and says, you piece of shit, <coughs> that was mine, and I told you that. I told you that in confidence. Now, where does where does the king status come in, you ask, where I look you square in the eye, and I say, well, it's mine now. I'm I'm, I'm taking this story... And I'm gonna tell it like I don't it's my want. Own. <laughs> I don't want this story. It's gonna live it. It's gonna come in my head. This is why you know, the world is full of knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. It's shit like this that lives in my head rent free. Yeah, totally. Instead of, I don't know, investing in an index fund. Yeah. Or something that is infinitely more useful than this. But here it is. Instead of, like, having any useful information, like, my addition to a conversation is, like, talking to a dude at a bar and being like, you should read The Cimmerillion. Yeah, just be like, uh, it's it's a pretty good one. Pretty good tone. I just like steering people in the wrong direction because it'll just confuse them. 
Did you know that the Chicago Bulls logo upside down looks like a robot clapping a crab's cheeks? And then, uh... Did you, did you know that? And then the parent at that birthday party was like, could you not talk to my kid? <laughs> Can you please leave? Well, hello, everybody. If you're still with us eight minutes, welcome to the private to ep- radio. Episode 76. Episode 76. They can't take us off they the air. They can't do it. It's cause They tried. They've tried. I don't even know who they are. I... Yeah, listen, I, I didn't tell you this, like you Rich, but I've been getting emails. I've been getting emails from... From many gamers. Somebody named R. Fizame. <laughs> Cannot make out the first name. No way And in the body, and in the body, it just keeps saying... Signed... Please take this shit off the air, or I'll do it myself. Signed, Bigfoot Pizza Pioneer, R. Fizame. I could not tell you who it is. I feel very scared sometimes. Keeps me up at night. But here I am for you, the listener, pushing through with Rich. Wow. Putting our lives in danger, some would even say. Broadcasting to you from an undisclosed location. But on the Gecko's Gamescast, we talk about... Video games. Video games... Little spice of life. Rich was telling me earlier before we started about the play date. Yeah. And it reminded me that this exists. I'm so excited for this weird little thing. Why does this not have a backlight? Because it's a monochromatic screen. Doesn't need one. Yeah, but if I'm playing this at night. You feel me? You, you yeah, see where I'm going with like this? it's like a Game & Watch resolution at that point. Like, you, you're not going to need it. Wait, what do you mean? If it's dark, how am I going to see? Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, a, a monochromatic screen of that high of a resolution will come through with even without a backlight. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Let it happen. Let it happen. You want to know what I actually thought of at first? I thought this thing didn't have a charger because I thought the crank... Oh, that's, how, that's how you charge it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, for the longest time, I was thinking this is probably going to be the most autonomous system that you can have because don't need a charger, just crank it. No, no the, the crank is just like the weird uh, input thing that like all these games are, are, are built around in some way, which is interesting. This is $150. Yeah, I can't wait to give them my money. Um, That's a tall order. Worth noting, like, that $150 with the current deal they're offering gets you, like, a year of software or a year and a half or something like that. Because the whole whole idea is when you buy it, you get this first season one of content, so to speak, where it's like, okay, Mm -hmm. from the purchase date until X date, a new game is going to be put out on this thing digitally every week. And then when that stuff is over, the stuff that the console is bundled with, you'll be able to pay X amount of dollars on their storefront for the season two or and i wouldn't be surprised if post all of that you're able to buy some of that stuff piecemeal at some point if you come into this late Mm -hmm. um but that's such a good idea i think too because especially like for people like in press stuff like us who are talking about games consistently it'll be super cool to have a new little game on that thing to talk about every week when you and i come back here yeah and it just it just looks like a very unique piece of hardware it's weird this is something that i would see 20 years from now and like the, the, and the think devs behind oh man i forgot about this like yuji naka is making something uh takanashi the creator of katamari is making one of the games for it like they're tapping talent to make this stuff yeah i'm sure i'm sure a lot of devs 
are going to probably try to make something on it just to do it. Yeah. Because you don't even, it doesn't even look like you need to build, you don't need to build some AAA title. You can just build a little uh, experience. Just try it. I also can't wait for people to break it open and get weird shit running on it. Yeah, that too. I can't wait until you could just, uh, I don't know, have Netflix running on it with the crank. It's running on like an iOS or Android operating system, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it is. That is correct. I did just read that. It's from the Mac OS software developer. Oh, okay. Okay. Panic. Yeah, so it's an iOS. Oh, that's interesting. So it has, yep, so it's from iOS. I just, I don't know. I'm going to look to you to tell me how this thing is because it's, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's neat. That's what I'll say. It's neat. It's uh, probably the only thing I can say about it, it right is, now because I don't know enough. I can't wait to. I will. I will keep you updated once I like secure a pre-order on that because I'm very much looking forward to it. It's it's supposed to be out sometime this year, and they keep saying early 2021 for the pre-orders, and they recently updated saying that. So I'm on that waiting list. I actually keep it was an eye curious out. because in terms of uh, hardware, mm. the analog pocket popped into my mind. Right. And, um, yeah, because I just forgot, and I was also thinking, oh, I wonder when that's, well, because, yeah, I'm, like, uh, leaving my apartment at the end of the month, and then I was thinking of all the things that would ship here, and I was thinking, oh, the analog pocket, and I thought that that was supposed to come in March, I don't know what I was thinking, it's coming in, like, May, or that's when it's shipping, so I'm just gonna have to, uh, redirect that old one to, yeah, yeah parents house but uh yeah i don't know i'm, I'm pretty pretty hyped for it as you should be that's a, I, i'll be able to give a review for that because it's it's coming cool 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 it's coming eventually so you got the pocket you got the play date got a lot of different handheld things coming in very excited handhelds are neat I'm very excited um, rich how are you i'm good man well, I played not a lot this week, but I did play some some stuff. I mean, you played Bowser's Fury. I did. I did. It's a lot of stuff. I did. And there's one other thing I, I, I want to bring up briefly at, at some point, which I didn't really play much of this week, but I just think it's worth talking about. Tell me right now. Why, how could okay. you even sell? How can you through, How can you say that and then not say it? Through totally legal means. Um, It fell off a truck. Uh, I got a hold of the Xbox 360 remake of GoldenEye 007. Okay. Um, what truck? Is I don't know. It said, like, uh, Nintendo. A lot of trucks out there, man. Said, what truck dropped that one? It said video game truck, and I picked it up, and I was like, wow, this this game never even came out. Let's see what it's about. Wow. Um, How did this actually... So Was this just released, quote-unquote? Uh, yeah, I don't know if you, you've seen anything the about this. Um, for years, there were rumors that back in the 360 era, they were make, remaking GoldenEye 007. Uh, we now know that's true, and it was basically done. And then <laughs> they were not allowed to put it out because uh, we'll never know why, really. I bet you there was some confusion about license holding and stuff like that. Um, and it. This was GoldenEye Reloaded, yeah? This, uh, I don't know if that was the official title they were putting it, but it was supposed to be the Xbox 360 arcade version. Oh, the okay, right. like it, the, a full remake, um, and you can now find that ROM floating around on the internet. And Xbox 360 emulators are pretty good, so I got it running. Um, the whole game's there, pretty much. Um, it looks pretty good. It, it plays how you'd want. Uh, one of the crazier things, and this would be like almost ten years before this happened, 
if you recall the Master Chief Collection's ability to switch between modern and current graphics with a button press, that's in here. Um, really? The right bumper to switch between the original graphics and the updated graphics. I thought that was such a cool feature that they included in there. Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> it was in this thing like almost a decade before the Master Chief Collection. It just looks like this game is done, and then they just canceled it yet again, and they just said no. I, I really can't do yeah, it. Yeah, it, can't. Well, it seems like it was a licensing disagreement. What a lot of people seem to think happened because this would be very much of the era is Nintendo had final right of refusal, and they mm. were like, "No, Nintendo games not releasing on Xbox." They said, "What Xbox? But where Nintendo? But where Nintendo? Um, but where Nintendo? Obviously, where was that and Microsoft by this point and all that? Fucking and we Nintendo don't go on Xbox. It's wild that this is out there. I really like the the intro sequence. Like it's obviously the original one from GoldenEye. But what they do is, as it pans over the character models, as that original intro does, they transform from the originals into the new ones." Like, there's some, some showmanship here that I can appreciate. Um, and we were talking about Nightfire recently, so it's like, hey, fond. Uh, but yeah, that's, I mean, it, listen, I can't tell you where to get that. That would be illegal. But if you find it, you know, that's cool. Maybe just keep it to yourself. This is what I was just saying the last time, where I want another GoldenEye game, or just a James Bond game, like this. Make it small. Just make it a multiplayer game. Be it. Have a blast. Too bad. You're getting one from IO. Oh. I bet you it's going to be great. I probably will be. Probably will be. That's interesting, though. I didn't even know that this leaked yeah. at all. Oh, yeah. It's out there. I got to find me one of those trucks. Maybe uh, you send an email to a guy I know knows a truck, and he can get you an email. He's a truck guy. email you a truck. He's a, he's a truck guy. I don't, I don't even know if I play it, but it looks cool. I'm watching a video of it right now. It's looking nice, and I I love to me the the capability to just switch graphics like that. It's pretty cool. It's, it's I I just think that's a pretty cool feature, regardless, even if it's something small. Yeah. It's just such a weird little thing that your brain thinks, oh damn, like how is that happening? Damn girl. Yeah. Damn girl, you looking pixelated now. You looking high def. Damn sixteen bits, girl. Look at all them polygons. That's right. That's right. But um, pretty cool. Like that. Tell me about the the Bowser's Fury. Yes. Why is he so pissed off? Uh, unclear. Um, so what? Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury is now out on Switch. Uh, which was a home run for Nintendo because nobody bought a Wii U, so very few people played 3D World. Literally sold 190% more units. It's fucking wild. Than the Wii U. Um, I'm not going to talk about 3D World, though, because I think we all know what that is. That game's good. I'm replaying a little bit of that as well. There are cats. Um, I jumped right into Bowser's Fury, which is the new content. Um, mm -hmm. And I beat that. I beat that through. I got 50 out of the 100 uh, cat shines, as they're called. What? Uh, the collectibles in this are called cat shines, and they are just shine sprites with cat, cat faces. Why? Just because in 3D World you had the cat costume? This whole thing is very focused around the cat costume. Ah, uh, uh, okay. So, okay. this expansion is kind of wild, and it feels like they just wanted to try something really experimental. And I think it mostly works. It's so... This is basically an open-world Mario game built in 3D World engine. Um... So the basic concept of it is 
and sort of a pseudo sequel to Super Mario Sunshine. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get there. Uh, so Mario is walking down the street as he does doing Mario stuff and he sees all this black goop. Um, and he sees the M from Mario Sunshine, like drawn in the black uh, goop. Don't, don't, and he's like, no. Okay. So he jumps into this little goop puddle and he arrives in this world where Bowser is transformed into like this gigantic monstrous kaiju. And Bowser Jr. is there and he's like, Mario, dad has lost his shit. I need your, I need your help to stop him. Okay. So you can do co-op with this if you want, where the second player is Bowser Jr. And all they can really do is they can fly around in the clown car. They can bop enemies with the paintbrush to damage them. Uh, it feels sort of like the evolution of being player two in Galaxy. Like it's you have a little more agency than that. Uh-huh. Um, but it's not like you're really fully playing the game. Uh, but basically, you're in this big like chain of islands and there is goop everywhere like in Super Mario Sunshine but you, you don't have you know flood to get rid of it so basically what you're doing is different uh like level sections quote unquote will pop up and you need to get these shine sprites they're they're called cat shines now because there's a big focus on the cat thing like the cat suit is the de facto for this like it's so- it's like again i i cannot emphasize this enough in cats yeah so what happens is uh there's these lighthouses everywhere and they're covered in the goop every time you get a cat shine it ignites the lighthouse and if the giant giga bowser is out it will shine the light on him damaging him this is the weirdest element of it bowser basically keeps hibernating and i think every 10 minutes he wakes up and starts rampaging like metal kicks in it starts raining and he's attacking you okay um, so what you want to do is like in previous mario games where it's like once you get 20 stars this door opens and you can proceed uh I think the first milestone is five of the shines, the cat shines. So once you have five, an item called the Giga Bell appears on the map. And once Bowser starts attacking this time, you run to the Giga Bell. And then Mario turns into a gigantic lion. And you have a kaiju fight with Bowser. You ever think Mario just gets tired of this shit? I, I certainly would. He, he, okay, so picture the cat suit, but Mario is a Super Saiyan and he's in the cat suit. I, d- I. I love experimental Nintendo because I totally see them in a room just laughing their asses off talking about this. Yeah. About how they just want to have a giant kaiju battle with Bowser Mario just because. That's all it is because all the stages in this open world are now shrunk below you and you can jump on them and Mario and Bowser are fighting and you just basically by the end of it you need to have four of these large scale fights with Bowser to snap him out of it but it took me like four hours to beat it. I think the level design is great because it's just as you proceed, like you beat Bowser once and a bunch of the goop will be dissipated and more platforming sections will rise up in this open world. So now there's more sprites you can get. Um, mm-hmm. They do a lot of really fun, neat stuff with it. And uh, one of the things I like more is they did something innovative with the items since it is an open world game, quote unquote. You basically mm-hmm. have an inventory of items. And it's like, okay, I use a fire flower, but now if I hit the item button and use the cat suit, instead of just losing that fire flower, the fire flower goes back into my inventory. All so right. unless I get damaged and lose it, I don't lose it. So you could like stockpile upgrades to suit your needs for what you need for a fight. Because mainly, I- I'd say the cat suit is the most useful thing in this game because it's so mobile, like that wall climb and stuff. 
is mm-hmm. really how you're going to get through a lot of these uh, areas. It, it's very much built around that particular suit. Um, you can use the Tanuki for a lot of that stuff too, but I don't think it's quite as good. Because it's a, it's a cat game. Yeah, you're... They don't want you to use the Tanuki. They want you to use the cat. Oh, also, there are little cats around different sections of the map everywhere, and Mario can blend in. They don't know he's an, an I, Italian I, man dressed as a cat. These guys have so much talent, and this is and this is where we get this, cats. It, it's wild. I, I really wish for people who had already... It's so impressive. Like, if you'd already played 3D World, I can understand the hesitance to spend $60 on this again. Part of me wishes they put this out separately for, like, 25 yeah, I always, I always think, but they know that they know that, and they don't want to. Mm-hmm. So, you're never gonna get that. The only time you would get that, when was the last time they did that? Uh, the new Super Mario Brothers Wii U with Luigi. Yeah, I think that was the only time that, from recent memory, where it was DLC. These guys actually released something for about forty dollars, and that's because it was actually a full fledged yeah. game. Um, in itself, but, in a way. Oh, speaking of Luigi, there's one real concern I have about this, which, in terms of what it says about Mario as a person, um, mm-hmm. one of the stars you can consistently grab is a shadow character keeps appearing on the map for you to fight, much like Shadow Mario from Sunshine. All right. But for some reason, it's always Luigi. What? He's not in this game in what? any other way otherwise, but anytime the shadow monster appears, it's Luigi. And I'm like, Mario, do you like secretly hate your brother? What's happening here? Maybe they just maybe they just want to shake it up. Yeah. I just don't <laughs> I didn't know that was the full backstory of it where Mario falls in some paint and then there's just paint world. Oh, also Okay, um, so at the end, because I don't believe in yeah. any story of Mario with spoilers. So does Bowser just snap out of it at the end and go, huh? Bowser isn't that crazy. Bowser like flips out because Mario's there and Bowser Jr. holds him back and then uh, Bowser Jr. like reluctantly thanks you and the two of them leave. Literally? That's it? Pretty much, yeah. This man, this man does not get paid at all. He doesn't get paid yeah. enough for this and he doesn't get paid at all. For poor, this. poor Mario. Um, This man is like the number one hero in philanthropy. This, selflessness. This thing ends up feeling like it's like a blueprint for what would an open world Mario game be. And Barbie's like, I hope they do something more with this because this is really like interesting and different. Um, and one of the, my favorite ways to get across the map more consistently is, you remember those big like uh, like Loch Ness monster looking guys from 3D World? Yeah, the uh, the nice the nice looking. Yeah, people. I, I don't remember the name of them, but there there's a bunch of them on the map here, and you can just ride them around. Like there's a like there's a mount in this open world because it's mostly water. Like... A lot of these add-ons, I sometimes feel like are just tests that they just want. That's one hundred percent what this is, because it's there's never been a Mario and game quite like this. They release it and they say, "Hey, how do you guys like it?" Which I'm I'm totally down for. Don't stifle that creativity. Get it down. That's how Luigi's Mansion was made. Let it happen. Yeah, but 100%. that's pretty fun. It's just such an interesting. It's just such an interesting progression. You got a game. I would have never expected it was just an open world Mario game. No, not at but all. But the way that it was made. I thought it was just going to be stage based and eventually you fight Bowser and that's that's your deal. The like it's crazy. But open world Mario? Yeah. Just and the design of quote unquote Giga Bowser is ridiculous looking. Like he, he, I mean, I saw a picture. I actually saw a brief gameplay of it and it looked ridiculous it's it's fucking i actually couldn't even tell where he was at one point until some guy turned around he just took up the entire screen yeah he's huge in fact some of the um cat shines for each section 
are designed around you actually having to lower Bowser into a certain area of the map to have him blast blocks that only he can destroy. I, 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 I'm just so perplexed that this got made. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was just going to be a 3D world. I didn't even know it was like that. It's, I got to be honest. It's really good. It's weird. I thought it was just fun. a 3D world expansion that just has extra stages and not the end you fight Bowser. It's just a total. A la it's, how you do it with uh, Yoshi's Island at the end where Bowser's just in the background. You just start fighting him around. Or baby Bowser in the background. You start fighting him around. It's built in the 3D world engine, but it is something entirely its own. Which is a beautiful engine. I love that engine. It looks so great, nice. Yeah. So nice looking. I hope they. I really just wanted them to... Uh, Honestly, just make another one. I was kind of over the uh, new Super Mario Brothers format. It was—I mean, it's good. You, I like. You're not gonna fix lot. what's not broke. I think it is that nice marring of 3D and 2D coming together. I liked it as soon as they released 3D Land for the 3DS. 3D Land also great. That yeah. it was just a really solid way to blend the two together, yeah. and um, totally down with that. I even think that was it. Odyssey that had the 2D Mario segments. Yes. That was also just fun. Like, I, I like it when they find new and interesting ways to just blend the two together. Totally. Um, which is why I was like the new Super Mario Brothers. I was like, mm, you know. It's it, just, new Super Mario Brothers is great, it. but it got... It got stale. It, like, yeah. I don't know. 3D, 3D I, World. I played it for... Uh, when, did, when did it first come out? The Wii? I think so. And yes. Played that one, beat it. Loved it. Because it was just interesting. You had it. And then they released it again. And, and then again, they released it again, again one more time again. just to make sure you really got it. Yeah. And then finally, I think this is the final one because they had it on the uh, the Switch release for the Wii U version. Yeah. So, yeah. I think we can finally move on and go more to 3D World. Absolutely. That's where I think the fun is. Absolutely. Um, I'm glad it's good, though. I'm actually glad it's worth the bank. For those who don't have it, you should get it. If you for if you didn't have a Wii U to have it, and you, you know you have some people who want to play some Mario. This is a solid. If you one. never, it's had, it's a lot of if fun. If you never had this to begin with, 3D World is worth the sixty dollars. Bowser's Fury is just a fun extra thing at that point. I love how it's related to Sunshine. It's so weird, like as if, as if they couldn't they they couldn't help themselves. They just couldn't help themselves. Like I like they didn't even they could have just done stars with cat faces, but there's shine sprites with cat faces, and there's goop people of the everywhere. Cats. They love the cats. You gotta, you gotta give the people what they want. People are freaking out with the cats. It's just such an interesting little tech demo of anything else, and then it works. Yeah, it's, I think it's just fun. It's just a cool idea from the sounds of it. It's crazy. So I hope they continue it. It's the kind of thing Nintendo would have produced internally ten years ago and never released. Yeah. Well, it's very much on brand for them to come back to a property that's over ten years old, and they say, "Yo, you remember this paint stuff?" Remember the, Check it out. You guys like... Remember the paint? You guys, remember that whole paint subplot <laughs> thing that happened in Mario Sunshine where there's just paint? You guys like uh, that Here lot, it is again. Right? Uh, some, yeah. some of us did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't mind it. Sure. And there you go again. More paint. More paint. Maybe there'll be a Sunshine too. Who's to say? Because that's also where Nintendo got to roam free. Yeah. They got to run wild with that game. They did the weirdest weird. shit. Hotel Delfino is still one of the strangest levels that I had played in Mario game, My, I w- and also the most frustrating, just because there was just so much to do and so many different little secrets all over the place. It, it was infuriating. One of my favorite. Uh, do you the, Such a strange place. Remember when I, I texted you about somebody modding um, Super Mario Sunshine, so all the uh, Delfina, the uh, the Pinatas were Chucksters. Everybody's a Chuckster. 
professional chucksters. Hate the chucksters. I hate the chucksters, but I love the chucksters. They're just people with little mustaches. I'm a chuckster. (laughs) Gives you good. Yeah, throws as if that's his literal existence. (laughs) That's his professional. Okay. I go, aren't you going to go home? He goes, I have no home. (laughs) I I live to chuck and chuck to live. I live to chuck. And I go, listen, you don't need to chuck. He just goes through some sort of a traumatic moment, sheds a tear and goes, that's all I know how to do. (laughs) But what would you do if you didn't chuck? Some sort of rehabilitation program for him where he gets out and he just doesn't know what to do. It's Terrible. It's that... It's that Waluigi comic. I don't understand. I've always been Waluigi. But if you weren't Waluigi, who would you be? You ship him out into the wild, just kind of like a uh, Shawshank Redemption out of uh, the reformation. He goes into the housing. You try to set him up with a job. And he just writes, Chuckster was here and hangs himself. He couldn't readjust. (laughs) It's a really... (laughs) That's a really dark We turned these... I couldn't help. I was just thinking about like rehabilitation then i was thinking what's a really messed up rehabilitation program i was like the prison system yeah it's not good at what it does no not for the chucksters there you go the chucksters uh i see you played some mario picross yeah you like that you saw that right there i can see that but this is a new one for you huh me playing something i like it i uh i sat down and i played some mario picross i think it's one of the most interesting things with this whole SNES emulator and NES emulator is how Nintendo just sometimes releases Japanese games. Um, I'm sorry, games that were only released in Japan, so yeah. they only have Japanese text. Um, I cannot foresee a world where someone can make out what the hell Mario Picross is saying unless you spoke Japanese or understood it. Um, I imagine not. The Puzzle Fighter game that they came out with I, with with those girls who look like Sailor Moon esque. Yes, yes. I don't, I don't know what it's called. I was playing that too, and uh, my brother had told me a while back because we used to be knee deep in Pokemon Puzzle League. Mm-hmm. That was our that Snap is releasing. I know they revealed Snap, and everybody was losing their shit over it. I was very lukewarm on it because I don't give a shit. But po- I was waiting for Puzzle League. That's what I was waiting for, and I know they're never gonna do it no. again because it was a very I like cut and paste. Puzzle Fighter was good. They have a lot of different iterations of it. They even have a Tetris attack for the Game Boy Color, mm-hmm. and that was also a puzzle attack kind of game. And uh, it just reminded me, I played Tetris this week too. Well, there you go. There was also a puzzle. It was a Puzzle Fighter type of game called Tetris Attack. Yoshi Yoshi was in it. Naturally, the entire Mario crew was in it. Um. And that was a Puzzle Fighter game that I don't think a lot of people. I, I think the naming got Americanized. Because I don't think this had Tetris at all. Huh. Let me just see if I could, uh... Let me see if this is legit, just to make sure I'm not... Tetris branding? Yeah, it did. Yeah, Tetris... Yeah, here it is. Tetris Attack. And Yoshi was in it, yeah. Wow. They just did some Tetris branding with it. I did not... You don't even... The most interesting part about that is that it's basically a... It is a puzzle fighter. Um, and I do encourage people to check this out because it came out on the uh, Super Nintendo and also the Game Boy Color, which is what I had it on. So you on the cover do not see any indication at all that Yoshi or the Mario crew is in this game at all. Yet immediately when you go to the start screen, you see Yoshi's egg when you're selecting the player counts. And if you go to the story select, you literally follow Yoshi on an adventure of fighting all of Yoshi's classic enemies. And kind of making friends and building your party with like Poochie and Shy Guy and all that. 
and you would have no clue that this was a game like that. Weird. Because the branding itself was just Tetris Attack. And I remember this because my dad got it because he loved Tetris, and then he saw it and said, what the hell is this? And it had nothing to do with it. It's very disappointing. It's just such a wild little American Western change. But that's Tetris that's Attack. But I played Picross. It, it was. It was. So... Where does this all relate back to Picross? Because I also played that puzzle fighter that's in Japanese. Had those uh the, those little those little women in there that look Sailor Moon esque. Uh, the little women puzzle fighter game. I mean, they look like chibi women who yeah the puzzle fighter game. Based on yeah, women. I'm segueing really quick, but that's a game that you really don't need to. My my point in bringing this back is that that game is entirely in Japanese too. I do not need to understand Japanese to play that if game. You, I can find, I can fiddle my way works, around the menu. Yeah, you can, you can figure it out. Yeah, and I can play the story. Also, shout out to uh, Pokemon Puzzle Challenge. Also, another good puzzle fighter game. Um, but I'm playing that game, and I'm thinking, oh, that's not so bad. You know, so it's, it's a pretty simple game. I go to Picross. I have no idea what the hell is going on, and maybe it's just because I haven't played Picross games often, but. A lot of it reminds me of Minesweeper in a way. There's an element that, of that because they tell you how many X's or I'm sorry, how many like empty squares yeah. there are in a row and in a column, and you just have to in a very Minesweeper esque kind of way deduce what is not the incorrect tile to press on, or else you lose time. Yeah. And if you get all the squares, basically, if you chisel all these squares away, you make an image. Now, from what I can tell. The images are kanji letters, and I have no clue to what end this is going to result. I I, I just don't know what's going to happen at the end, because I think it's going to tell me some message, maybe, or maybe it'll form a picture, maybe. maybe, because it just looks like kanji lettering, and if not, then maybe I am the most ignorant man on planet Earth who's looking at this, and I'm just thinking all of my time is going to be spent succeeding in this game and at the end it's going to give me a it's in a language you can't i literally can't understand yeah that i literally can't read it's probably gonna say great job or it could literally say anything else saying you stupid stupid guy american yeah go fuck yourself maybe um i the last pick Pick but it's a good game game i played was picross 3d um on the 3ds and i like that game a lot but like i feel like it broke picross for me because it adds another element to Picross because you're making 3D objects in that game. It just... It just... blows my mind. It's just a very straightforward type of game that's enjoyable if I could understand it. Yeah. I would play it ten times more. Picross is cool. That being said, yeah, it's it's fun. I just think it's very interesting that Nintendo's been releasing those titles in the mix of other titles as well that were westernized. Or just in English translations. I kind of dig I'm it. I'm down with it, Because yeah. you get to see some things that you've never seen. Like, I didn't know there was a puzzle fighter that was made back in 94 that Puzzle League was directly taken from. And not only Puzzle League, but Tetris Attack. That was Western. I, I didn't know. I went down a whole rabbit hole once I found that out. And I was thinking, God damn. These guys were making puzzle fighters before God I was even born. Damn. Yeah, with the same iconography. The stars, the diamonds, the hearts, and the triangle. Like, it's no different. The only thing that Pokemon Puzzle League did... Was that it changed the icons. Yeah. And they made them like the badges, yeah, yeah. I think. That being said, this is my official platform to tell you, please make another Pokemon Puzzle League. Thank you, Nintendo. Great time with it. It was such a copy-paste job. They used some stand-in clip art imagery 
of Ash and the team. Like, they literally just took stills of the Pokemon and just put them in the game. Perfect. And it made it better for it. Perfect. I had a great time with it. Um, so, there you go. After weeks of not playing any games, I give you Picross and Puzzle Fighter. You just reminded me that I also played a little bit of a puzzle game. Uh, oh, yeah? It's a Puyo Puyo Tetris 2. Oh, right. Yeah. Does it hold up to the first Puyo Puyo Tetris? Well, here's what I can tell you. Much like the first Puyo Puyo Tetris, I skip all the cutscenes and go what, why would you get do to that? some puzzles. I know people... What about the story? Really, some people really like those characters. Uh, I just like playing Puyo Puyo and playing Tetris. And both of those things still feel real good. Um, I'm getting better at the uh, the battle, the puzzle battles, which are the ones where you have like those abilities... Mm-hmm. Um, where you could be like, I'm going to fucking slam you with stones by pressing L1, or I'm going to heal my character because you have fucking life points in this, like you're playing Tetris Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, and I, I I always enjoy that game at its most hectic when you're doing the swap battle, um, where you're playing a game of Poyo Poyo and a game of Tetris at the same time, and it switches you every 45 seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are fucking wild. But, but I mean... It's a no. It's a. <laughs> this is gonna. This is a trip. It, it's a it's trip. It's a known quantity, man. It's Poyo Poyo. It's Tetris. They're both really good puzzle games. I I can lose myself in those. I I can see myself just coming across. Actually, no, I can't. But I I I can entertain the hypothetical of meeting somebody who says, "Yeah, I like Poyo Poyo for the characters and the plot," and I would just look at them, not judging. I would genuinely be shocked. I would. Because if there is one thing I've learned in this life is that no matter how many characters or stories that you think are the most benign nonsense, there is going to be somebody out there who likes it not only that much, but will actually recollect it later in life and say, yes, this is something that I thoroughly enjoyed back in the day and I am still a fan of. I would look that person dead in the eye and say, I I like Dr. Robotnik's mean bean machine. Exa- that that's exactly what I'm talking about. This is ex- I'm glad you brought that shit up. You can find somebody who will tell you, "Hey, I really like the plot of Kirby's Air Ride." And I'll look at them and I'll say, "What plot was there in Kirby's Air Ride?" And they will flip a shit. And they will give me the business and they will explain what the plot was of that game and I will be I can, shocked. I can tell you the plot of every Kirby game. Every Kirby game is the same plot. A celestial god ruins Kirby's tea party so he murders it. Literally. And DDD also just gets pissed because he's there. Yeah. That, that's that's it. That's literally you copy and paste that. Oh and yeah Meta Knights. You copy and paste this you could put this into any title. Except with Air Ride they said hey what if it was like Fast and Furious and there you yeah. go. You know a Kirby game I like? Uh, Planet Robobot. Just, I almost forgot that game even came out. It's this a is my fun point. Game. The Kir- well, the- Ima- Listen, imagine if you just sat here and said, hey, I love that game. And even more, the story was thoroughly enjoyable and deeply affected. I-, I would be, I would, I wouldn't, I'm telling you, I would not even judge you for a second. I would be so interested in what you have to tell me. I, I-, I couldn't tell you a single thing. That- Here's what I can tell you about Pla- Kirby Planet Robobot. Kirby has a robot, which adds a different gameplay mechanic when you're in the robot suit. And when you beat that right. game, you unlock a hard mode where you play as Meta Knight, and the mechanics are totally different, and that game's really good. I have no idea what happens in the story. I know something must happen, because there's an entire anime series about Kirby, so clearly stuff happens to him. 
I always uh, think of, well, not always. That's that's not true. It keeps me up at night. I think of um, those little those little games people used to play where they'd say, oh, what universe would you like to live in? Like, if you had to pick a universe that's fantastic, what would you like to live in? And I always remember some people would say Kirby. And I, I would sit on thing. that and I'd say, well, at first, immediately, I'd think, okay, you know, it's a very happy place. I have never disagreed more with anybody's choice of anything because with Kirby, it is the strangest fever dream of a nightmare of a world that I would never want to find myself in because there are celestial gods. And not only that, there is some weird shit that happens in there because all of a sudden you think everything's sunshine and rainbows and then somebody pulls out a gun. And you're just wondering, what the hell is this all about? And then all of a sudden, you see some Harlequin-looking-ass guy, and then you see some god coming out with an eyeball on the... I could not handle it. It sounds like a very, very nightmarish fever dream that I never want to be a part of. Meta Knight is the most sensible character in the Kirby universe, because he strikes me as the guy who's just kind of like, why is nobody else panicking? (laughs) This guy literally is the only guy that looks like he has genuine emotion about anything. is always pissed, but he always comes around in the end. Kirby... Literally eats everybody. And isn't the whole thing with, and, with Meta Knight, like, under the armor, he just looks exactly like Kirby? Yeah. Why are you sending me... I hate Ryback. <laughs> I hate Kirby Ryback. It's so bad. I know I sound like the biggest Kirby hater right now. I still think the... Uh, what was it? The Amazing Mirror or something? I still think that was the best game, but... I only say this because the, the theme song lives in my head rent-free because it's so bad. I always liked how there was that human that helped DDD. Just hanging out, yeah. The evil guy. It's the same justification of like the Sonic anime. Like, what's what's going on there? I don't even think there were supposed to be humans there. I always liked how there was just jazz. This makes no goddamn can I, sense. Can I say this is one of my favorite things when I think about weird video game anime from like the mid two thousands because there's a weird era where a lot of that was happening on like four kids. The Sonic anime got so lazy at one point, they just started adapting Sonic Adventure beat per beat. I, I. Whenever I listen to intros like this, uh-huh. people got to make money out there. Yeah. This guy made a bop. Yeah, kudos to that guy. This guy made an entire jazz tune that just slaps, and the content is Kirby. Yeah. He he doesn't even know how fortunate he is to have this. Do you think this show was named just because of that hook he came up with for the song? Maybe. I honestly, that's how I uh. I think that's how a lot of the jingles come came about for commercials. They would hire people and say, make a jingle for us, yeah. and they would with the slogan. So I totally believe that these guys said, hey, we're going to take the Japanese version of this show, but westernize yeah. it, but we need a bopper to give us the subtitle because yeah. Kirby and the Celestial Paths or whatever the hell it was originally called, which is not true, yeah. but... I'm sure Japan gave it its due and actually named it what it was supposed also, to be. Also, credit to this show for even in the American version, they don't like edit in a weird way when like, all right, so in this next scene, Kirby is attacking DTD and DTD pulls an RPG on him. <laughs> well, that, that's how I felt with the Sonic show too. I always felt like it was just, oh, Sonic's chilling, but then Dr. Robotnik comes out and says, I'm just going to take a gun on him. I'm going to pull a gun on him. I'm going to light this motherfucker And <laughs> they say... No, no, no. Don't do that, Dr. Robotnik. You can't. It's not the way. He goes, I am so 
done. I'm just so sick of this fucking guy. I'm going to end him once I, and I for all. I saw a post about that thing about Sonic Adventure 2. And they go, oh, this isn't even made up. Because you remember the part in Sonic Adventure 2 where Sonic and all his little animal friends find a video of Gerald Robotnik killing himself? <laughs> Here is the uh, Japanese version of Kirby right back at you with the intro. It is vastly different. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested. Just watch the, the intro, man. It is vastly it different. There is no jazz hook whatsoever on any what? of this. But I actually think it was called Kirby Right Back At You. They're so happy. Which, I know, they're all very happy. For those who are not watching any of this, for Kirby Right Back At You, I actually, I'll encourage you not to look any of this up. But there is, the American version is this very jazzy bop taken with clips from the show. And... It sounds pretty good, but it's Kirby. Some, the Japanese version, everybody's extremely happy and marching to a beat. And Kirby's just doing his thing. But it's way more lighthearted. It's got a lot of the same imagery from the American version, though. It does. I also don't know where that human... Ma- no, he's in it. Never mind. He's in this. Okay. Shit's wild. Uh, anyways... I, uh, shall I run us through the drop real quick? Yeah, run us through the drop. I'm I'm so I just this realized is, I was talking about this no. fucking shit. This show just lived in my Honestly, head again for ten minutes, and that's your fault. Uh, all right, release radar. Thirty XX comes to PC on February seventeenth. King of Seas comes to PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch on February eighteenth. The protagonist EX One comes to PC February eighteenth. Ultimate Adam Caverns of Chaos comes to PC February eighteenth. Persona 5 Strikers comes to PC, PS4, Switch, February 23rd. It's day one. Uh, Rogue Heroes Ruins of Tassos comes to PC and Switch, February 23rd. Code Realize Wintertide Miracles comes to Switch, February 25th. Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection comes to Switch, February 25th. And Hellpoint comes to Switch on February 25th. I'm pretty in it for Ghosts and Goblins. We're we here to talk about the underwear. Have you seen this on the Twitters? I'm Yeah, I'm pretty in it. Yeah. For that, seen the under- it's the looking. Good news about our- I have seen the underwear. underwear. Yes, strawberries. It is. I. I I'm pretty down. Yeah, I'm in for it. Well, I didn't know it either, but I saw it. I'm pretty down for that. What about it. It looks like a very cool art style. Yeah, it's got, it's got a. If you're gonna update that, they they made it look unique enough. I I like what they're doing. Now, is this the? It's just the original game. Yeah. It's just the original game with think, a new coat of paint. Do you think they're going to keep the typos in the in the end? No. Unfortunately, no. Nintendo, if it was in a straight to Nintendo port, they would have just like they did kept everything with Super uh, with Mario 64 yeah. and every other game. And now these guys think they're going to change it up. I love... I just like the style. I'm down with it. I'm also down with it. I could get down. I mean, uh, Arthur just looks like a big ragdoll, but he looked like a ragdoll. Like, all his movements are kind of stilted. I think that's, like, half the point. Like he, he's Yeah, like, I, I mean, they blatantly did that on yeah. purpose. Arthur's a weird guy. Ready to challenge again? I didn't even... I totally skimped this trailer at the time. I didn't even know. I wasn't thinking about it again until uh, people started talking about it the past few days. But uh, I do remember when, when it came up. I... I always do gotta say, if there's one game that always makes me want to beat it but i always fail regardless it's ghosts and goblins it's a tough game and you got and you gotta I suck beat it at twice. it I, yeah you do you gotta go back i suck at it 
But what else is out uh, <laughs> the day after what our drop goes up to this week that I'm excited for. Bravely Default Two. What? I did you play the demo? I did. Was it good? Yeah. Um, and I'd encourage anyone to play that demo. It's a little a little tough in spots, but much like the first Bravely Default, um, it's a totally standalone scenario. And uh-huh. uh, it carries some stuff into the main game. And also, for anyone who's slightly hesitant, uh, Bravely Default 2 is a much in the, the vein of Final Fantasy. This game has nothing to do with the original Bravely Default. Um, and it has certainly nothing, nothing to do with Bravely Second. Yes, uh, that's again the point I was going to make. Bravely Default has a sequel called Bravely Second. This is a uh, different game, much how Final Fantasy operates. Same mechanics. Um, same style Cannot emphasize enough how little to do with these. Well, you know, I feel like there's a barrier to people like, oh, I didn't play the first one, and it's, I think it's important to like be yeah. transparent about that. Like, no, you don't need to. If you, Japan is blatantly known to just do this. It's it's cool. It's one of those things where like when you talk about that, uh, God, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Um, whatever. Point. Uh, I think this is what like uh, <laughs> there's a new Bioshock coming. I think this is what Bioshock should do is like same sort of mechanics like you can recognize it as this plays like a bioshock game and has some of the same ideas but it doesn't need to be related at all to any of the stuff that came before Never. right that's fine i think that's the smartest but it, it's it's honestly the uh it's just the curse of the rpg on it's just it happens yeah. everybody's going to question it for the, the common every person understandably so is going to say oh i i don't know which one to get I have no get idea. Get Bravely Second. You know, there's three okay, of sorry, these. Sorry, get Bravely Default 2. Don't get Bravely Second. I mean, you could. It's still a decent yes, game. It's but just, it, that's actually know. a direct sequel to a different game. <laughs> you do have to play Bravely Default 1 to play Bravely Second, because they do relate. Um, outside of that, uh, I do remember that... Oh, gosh. No, do I? Maybe I wasn't remembering... It was something... Oh, Kingdom Hearts came out on Epic Game Store. That's true. I don't think it came out yet. It's kind of to come. Yeah, they're getting all the Kingdom Hearts. I would run through what that means for you, but that would take 45 minutes. My message to the people is this. I think the first two games are worth playing just for gameplay alone. I... Could not give any less of a rat's ass for the others. Donald Duck is one of the most powerful sorcerers in Final Fantasy lore. Yeah, I, I really, I, I have no fond memory. Actually, today my heart has grown cold for Kingdom Hearts because I think it was just one of the silliest. I still think it's one of the silliest kinds of cycles that it's ever had. I, I've ever seen any for a game. Just start looking. I, I just. It's ridiculous. Um, the good news, though, Eric, which you're failing to mention here, is the mods are going to be amazing. Okay. Yes, I agree with that. I think people are going to do some funny-ass shit, it's time, and I'm totally here for that. It's time to start ripping those character models out and plugging them in. Diff- I want to play as Goofy in Death Stranding. Sure. It'll happen. It'll happen. I'm more hyped for that than I am for the yeah, base game. I'm so salty. I can't even say I'm salty. It's just I, I don't know... Of another game series that has gone so off the rails that this game has. I, I don't know. I can't think of another one. It has so many titles that have spanned throughout so many different generations of handheld consoles and systems. 
that I genuinely cannot think of another series that has had more of a convoluted there's a game plot. There's a game that involves Mickey Mouse, Goofy, and Donald Duck. I just can't. There's a game in this series that was later ported to other stuff um, that fits into the canon of the story that was available only on flip phones. That should tell you everything. Well, Castlevania had one of those too. That should tell you everything you need to know. I, they, I will say this though, because that does sound like I, I do give them credit because this is one of the most ambitious projects I had seen for any game story. Because you know what? They came out Chain of Memories, that card game. They came out the mobile phone games. It came out the handheld game. They came out with so many different iterations of this series to try new things to fit the consoles or the platforms they were on. I got to give them credit for it. But anytime somebody has ever asked me, hey, should I get into Kingdom? I cannot recommend that to you. The only thing I will ever tell you is play the first one if you're down with it. Just because I still think the first one has a pretty solid progression. Yeah. And if you want, if you're still feeling up for it, you want some more of the extended gameplay that that they improved on, then you can jump into two. But I beg you, do not go into this looking for some coherent story unless you just watch a video online, which I'm sure you can find. That should only take you a couple of hours. Because I haven't even done that myself. I'm not wasting my time with that crap. But I know that the diehard fan. I have had diehard fans explain this to me. I actually have. And I've sat there and I've listened. And it's not that bad. I'm story. sure you can make sense of it, but like it's just you can. It's, it's messy. It's just man. the last time, the last time that Kingdom Hearts two released, I was in ninth grade in science class when I was talking about Kingdom Hearts two. That's how fucking long it's been. And it's a problem, man. That's a problem. Recently, literally two years ago. You can't three. I'm not just talking about the plethora. Of spinoffs that this game has had. And three even had the gall to make direct callbacks to each and every one of those other games. Well, yeah, they followed through line of succession. Like, it's, they it's do. disingenuous to think you could play one, two, and then go straight to three and have any idea what's going on. This That is exactly why I say I still give them credit no matter what, because this was one hell. Oh. People think... Uh, Marvel Marvel Comics, they did the whole cinematic universe and it went to Endgame for 20... My friend, let me tell you, Square Enix had the chutzpah to charge you several... I'm Actually, even more than several, over 10 times for the same games with different portions of story in it just to culminate in Kingdom Hearts 3. And guess what? They're still going to come out DLC for Kingdom Hearts 3, so it ain't over yet. It doesn't matter. Oh, it's out? Yeah, it's been out. Well, there you go. Um, Done. My favorite bit of Kingdom Hearts 3 ever is there are screenshots everywhere from the Toy Story world of Woody, like, yelling at a boss because, like, Woody is all of us playing Kingdom Hearts. He's like, I don't know what any of this means, but, like, literally, it's it's the most, like, top top energy of, like, oh, I don't know what the hell a Xehanort is, but you're being an asshole. I would, Woody is all of us, and this is why I love Woody. He just, he feels, um, but yeah, if you do want to play Kingdom Hearts, you can now, you'll get your mods. I'm sure somebody somewhere is going to develop some cohesive streamlined game that's just going to run concurrently all the way through. I bet you, I bet my, I bet everything on it. If you said to your, here's what, when you need Kingdom Hearts, if you're like, in my head, you know, somewhere out in the world, there's a war between good and evil. 
and two of the warriors on opposing sides of that are Squall from Final Fantasy VIII and Jafar from Aladdin. <laughs> Those two people are direct. It's like enemies. you tell me, you tell me if that game is good or not. Well, when you say it like that, it makes it sound like the best thing on planet Earth because it sounds, it it's just so unreal. It sounds like a mugen. <laughs> yeah, just it sounds. Take like who's gonna win? Um, Kefka from Final Fantasy VI or Billy the Blue Power Ranger? Yeah, like, that sounds awesome. <laughs> it's, like, Salt- it's like tell me that does not sound really Salty cool. Salty bet was a time in the world that we all enjoyed. Always bet on whale. Whale never fails. And the whale never fails, and always bet on MS Paint. Yeah, I salty bets has kept me up more anyway. than a night, just drinking and watching this yeah. with people, and just betting fake I, currency on used nothing. To sit in my house, having <laughs> drinks, watching salty bet on the TV. Yeah, that that it truly. I have to give credit where credits due. It's so enjoyable. Outside of that, because I know we're almost at time here. Valheim came yes. out. It was a Viking survival game. A lot of people. I to just play discovered this. It sold a lot of copies, over one milli, Damn. and you're and it's early access. It's had about 160k concurrent people, so it's picking up steam, as you could say. <laughs> and <laughs> and um, it's apparently a very good game, in terms of just fun. I've looked at. I've actually looked on some Twitch streams of it, which is something I don't do unless it's a game that's picking up a lot of buzz. Um, it looks interesting. It looks like you can sink a lot of your life in it. I don't doubt it. Um, because this dude was just fishing, and that was it for an hour. So, I, yeah, I, (laughs) awesome, awesome, ahead of its time, awesome, next gen. Um, so, I don't know what that tells you. You could look it up. Also, I'd be remiss to tell you that my younger brother's been playing Torchlight 3, said it's out of early access, and it ain't so good. It ain't too bad. Wow. That's actually what he said Love verbatim. Review. My older brother Nelson also said, I played Gato Roboto and I enjoyed that it. I can confirm Gato Roboto is pretty neat. Yeah, it's a neat game. It wasn't the best, but it was neat. Um, so and, and there you go. JRPG news, Final Fantasy twelve is on Xbox Game Pass now if you want to play a Final Fantasy game with bad characters. Yeah, if you want to. You don't like it? I, you don't, you I, don't like I hate that? I so much. That's the Zodiac yeah, age, right? I hate Vaughn so you know, like, like there's that? parts of that game I like, but I hate Vaughn so much. He sucks so much. Yeah, it's understandable, man. I understand that. I uh, unearthed my 3DS earlier today. Yep. That console still slaps. Yeah, man. And that thing was a JRPG machine. It was an everything machine. Big, big ups to Nintendo. Nintendo, not gonna lie. You were really shitty for doing your whole new Nintendo 3DS bullshit. Really shitty. And putting the SNES emulator oh, on it. I didn't I like that. I love the new Nintendo 3DS. I, I didn't like how they put the whole virtual console thing and they didn't didn't dig it. I played uh, but a, I see a lot you, of Super Mario World. And I thought it was good. I played a lot of Donkey Kong and I really enjoyed the ability to just have a bunch of JRPGs on this Hell thing yeah, on the man. go. Bravely default. So props to the those. console. Yeah, I wanted to give a shout out to Theater Rhythm of Final Fantasy. That game, it's still sly. I, I don't know. It's still bomb. I don't know what before else to tell we, you. Before we move into housekeeping, I'm going to give you one final note here. You know it's a good game? Sure. Elite Beat sure. Agents. That's a good callback. I know, right? Yeah. Any rhythm game, any rhythm or puzzle game to me 
immediate satisfaction. Oh, yeah. Let it happen. It will sink hundreds of hours. You want to know it's an even better game too? Ghost Trick. Ghost Trick is great. I played the phone yeah, version Ghost of Ghost Trick. Trick even. Great game. You want to know it's a better game than all those? Phoenix Wright. Phoenix Wright's a great game. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to roll this right into housekeeping. Because how can you, how can yes, you top please. that statement? Um, yes. Thanks to Ed Biquette for our intro and Heather Ramos for our artwork. Ask us questions. Podcast at gmail.com. And we'll embarrass you on the air. Eric, where can we find you? Uh, on Twitter. I'm beautiful. At beautiful underscore Eric. I am also on the Twitters at the Richmeister Zero. And writing and podcasting at my other home at swordchomp.com. But this has been a pleasure. Let's get the hell out of here. Why? Why has it been a pleasure? It's been fun. Yeah, it's been fun. You're right. Hey, everybody. When you're going home later, or if you listen to us on the go, if you're listening to us right before you're about to sleep. Just remember, we come right back at you. Yeah, we come right back at you. Thank you very much. Good night. (laughs) 